Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome to the Investor Coaching Show. I'm Paul Winkler talking the world of money and investing and related topics. It's just whatever we feel like talking about sometimes, right? (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. That is pretty much what it is. So it's whatever happens to be of interest. Uh, And things that are being talked about out there, I think, are those things that uh, catch my attention because I know it's catching your attention And I like to put them in perspective because so often what happens is the media likes to run with things and take them a direction that can just quite frankly scare the living daylights out of people and make you make bad decisions. As we know from the psychological world, that medial part of your brain is always looking for danger. So AI is uh, no exception to that. And actually this hour joined with Dr. Timothy Myatt. He is a professor of IT and management and chair of the Department of Computer and Information Sciences at Trevecca Nazarene University. Welcome. Good to see you here. Thank you, Paul. It's a new experience for you, huh? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. So my computer story is when I was in college... I went, took, and took a couple of courses, Pascal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we did. We did uh, like VASIC and they had Fortran and, and I, computers weren't going to be my, I owned my first laptop in, in 1989 and we actually used to submit life insurance applications over the internet via, uh, you know, we just, you know, you have the squeaks and squabbles and, you know, you know, that type of thing. And that's how we, so we were on the forefront. You were using DOS at that point in time. And when you did computer programming, you had to save stuff every couple of minutes because the computers would crash. So I, I'm sure you could probably relate to some of that stuff. Is that with some of your well. background? Did yes. you, where'd you, where'd you actually do your, your undergrad and, and all that work? My undergrad was in, at Mount Vernon Nazarene University. Okay. Uh, graduate school at the Ohio State University. Okay. And uh, Anderson University. And was it computers that you did? Yes. Or? Okay. Yes. I started in math and, all right. uh, um, and took a computer science course for fun. Yeah. And then that's how I ended up. You do that for fun. I do it for fun. (laughs) That was not my (laughs) idea of fun. I'm just, I'm just here to say, but, but no, I find it fascinating. And you know, the world revolves around this stuff right now. And this is such a huge thing. So I want to talk about AI, artificial intelligence, and I'm, I'm going to have you define it. You know, just tell us because everybody hears my, I actually said this. I couldn't believe it. I said this to a young guy talking about AI and he goes, What's AI? Mm-hmm. And I, was, I thought, wait, 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 wait. You're young. You ought to know this like the back of your hand. But apparently a lot of people don't even know what it is. So if I were to ask you that question, how would you define it? So artificial, um, a, it's, a machine is involved. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it artificial. Um, as far as intelligence is concerned, it's a subset of cognitive systems. So mm-hmm. psychologists study the brain. Mm-hmm. Right, we study cognition and these types mm-hmm. of things. So it's a, it's kind of a subset of of that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, intelligence uh, takes all kinds of different forms, but uh, we really don't completely understand intelligence. But 
we're able to recognize intelligent behavior. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you are a marine biologist and you're studying dolphins, for mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. you can recognize that there is intelligent behavior uh, going on the way they communicate, the way that they group in, in social groups. These Yeah, they seem to be communicating. The other one's responding. Yes. You know, there's something happening there. Yeah, so, yeah. so we can recognize that, uh -huh. that something appears to, be, to have intelligence. Okay. And so um, um, as computer, uh, computers have evolved, this, uh, these attributes like learning, uh, reasoning, self-correction, um, and, and the use of heuristics. Right, uh, rules of thumb. You're right, right, right. I, it's yeah. so funny you say that. Guy's smiling because there, there was a guy that I actually worked with. He was an insurance agent. It was his favorite word. Uh, heuristics. <laughs> heuristics. Yeah. Yeah. So he would use that. And so when you said that, yeah. I smiled because it just reminded me of him. Yeah. So it goes way back to the 1950s. Uh -huh. um, and and a famous name, uh, Turing. T U R I N G. Uh -huh. There was a famous movie made about him about yeah. ten years ago, The Imitation Game. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but but he he kind of had a, a, an idea that um, a machine uh, will exhibit intelligence if if hidden behind a room is a real human and a machine, and if an interrogator is unable to determine whether mm -hmm. they're communicating with a machine or a human, uh, if, if they are unable to determine that, um, then that's what we call passing the Turing test. Right. Uh, yes. and, and so if you fast forward um, in, in 2014, uh, there was uh, um, some AI, it was a machine that, uh, that simulated uh, a 13-year-old boy from the Ukraine where English was his second language. Uh-huh. And so, um, in significant number of the cases, a human being interrogating was unable to determine uh, whether the machine no, uh, whether was, they were talking to a machine or they were or, actually talking to a person. Yes, yes, that's so, amazing. So it, it was kind of a big thing, right? And mm -hmm. so um, now most people believe that machines can pass the Turing test. Mm -hmm. uh, but along the way, um, you know, in 1997, uh, computers beat the best chess players in the world. Yes. Um, one, of the, um, one of the most famous uh, things that happened uh, was in 2011 when, uh, when IBM Watson's product actually beat Ken Jennings in Jeopardy. Uh, and that was a big that was a big deal. Also, is that that big of a surprise though to you? Because it's just information and accessing information, listening to spoken word, and then going and looking through a database. Because that's the part of the human mind that I think is it, it's well. I think about regular labor. And here, let me let me explain it the way I normally explain it to my listeners. I look at, for example, weaving or I look at maybe the cotton gin, or something that's famously known as replacing physical labor. And a lot of the things that we talk about with AI is just replacing the parts of humans that aren't really, I, it's not what makes us unique. In a way it makes us unique that we have this intelligence, but in a way, the emotional aspect in attachment to the intellectual aspect are what really make us human. And it's a big difference between just re recalling a bunch of information versus some of the other things that we talk about that AI is gonna just take over the yeah, world. Yes, yes. Um, now it, it is true that when, when Watson won Jeopardy, mm -hmm. 
um, it is looking up information, mm-hmm. but um, the processing of natural language um, it, it has been a significant problem for, for a long time. Okay, so that is a pretty big deal. It is a pretty big deal. Okay, all right. Uh, so, so being able to process the question, okay. uh, parse it into its idiosyncrasy, because sometimes in Jeopardy, uh, the, 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 the questions uh, may have puns or other, oh, yeah, other types point. of strange language uh, sure. structures. Didn't think about that. Yeah, being, okay. a, being able to parse that apart. Uh-huh. Um, and to come up, come up with a series of potential answers to rank those answers, uh-huh. you know, I, you know, I'm eighty percent positive this could be the oh. answer, but this is only thirty percent, and then to buzz in, okay, with the correct answer, okay, in in subsecond speed. So that is a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay, it's, it's it, it was a pretty big deal, okay. and, and and then of course in in 2022, Chat GPT. Uh, is has has been a major yeah now everybody's talking about that that's kind of this where the general public is able to access that explain what chat gpt is what is it because i think a lot of people don't even know what it is yeah so so uh chat gpt uh the the gpt stands for uh generative Mm -hmm. uh pre-trained mm-hmm. transformer so that's it's it's just a it's it's just a term that, okay that, i didn't that, even know that that, yeah, that it, that's what it stood for okay. so uh, generative means that um it's in a category of it called generative okay ai mm-hmm. which um which basically means being able to create new content to generate new content mm-hmm. uh from a from existing uh databases or, or in, in this case it's neural networks so is this something that just anybody can access is that the idea is anybody can access this or use it yes yeah, so so chat gpt is a product right um and it's a product that falls under the general category of generative ai now it turns out that google also has a product now it's called bard b-a-r-d okay and i actually used bard yesterday uh, in preparation for this show, just for fun. To oh, see that's what, fun! That's so cool to see what I, what might uh, might come up. Um, and uh, Microsoft Bing, their their web browser, also uh-huh. uses uh, this this type of generative AI. So so it's the idea of being able to generate new uh, new text or photos or videos um, uh, simply by a person asking a question. Okay, so is this like a website you go to? Yeah, it, it is. Is it? Because yeah. I don't think people understand that. So explain yeah. that. They can go, anybody can go to this website, and then what do they do once they get there? Yeah, so at, at this point, um, so there, there's a difference between what has been given to the general public and then what, say, uh, businesses might use internally okay. uh, to, to, to do their work. So um, if, if you just want to, have fun with it. Uh, if you just in Google, if you would just uh, you know type in Chat GPT, it would take you to um, a web page, and you could just uh, in, uh, do an inquiry. Uh huh. So, f- for example, um, before I came, so you prep for the show. I, 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 I went to Bard, and let me. And here's the question. I love this. Here, here's what I asked. Uh huh. Um, I asked. Uh, what are the fears of unbridled AI in the stock market? Okay. 
That's just a random thing that I. What are the of. fears that you, you what, what have? Are the fears nothing of, of unbridled no AI. No holes barred. You know, so yeah. you you have access to this. How is it going to affect stocks? And then it answered. It, yeah. So it responded uh, with about a hundred words. Here are a number of the fears about the potential impact of unbridled AI on the stock market. Some of these fears include increased market volatility, and then there's a paragraph about what that means. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Market manipulation. Uh-huh. A paragraph, uh, job losses for human traders, um, and loss of control, um, and then at, and at the very end it says it is important to note that these are just fears, and it is not clear whether they will actually come to pass. However, it is important to be aware of these potential risks as AIs continue to evolve. And let, let me let me just chime in on that. Yeah, because you know the the things that you just named. Increased volatility, manipulation of the market was the second thing, as I recall, yeah. and and the jobs of the traders. Now, you look at that, and what I have taught on this show for well over 20 years is don't try to stock fix, don't try to market Absolutely. time. <laughs> and therefore, when you look at if you're affected, if you followed what I've been teaching, you're not affected by any of those things. Right. You know, because yes, you could technically have somebody try to manipulate stocks, but if you're not the one, if you're not jumping in, jumping out yourself, you're not affected by that. So that that's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's what's really happening here is in ChatGPT and Google Bard, for example, is that you make an inquiry, uh-huh. it parses that natural language, and then um, uh, the the software processes through its neural network. Um, to try to come up with a response uh, based on uh, the question that, that you asked and based on the database that it has learned. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some learning that's going on here. Okay. Um, and that's an important part of this conversation. So, um, so a way to think about it is um, that uh, ChatGPT, uh, OpenAI is the name of the company that created the product, mm-hmm. uh, ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Um, What's really happening here is that there's the convergence of of three important uh, advancements in technology, and they are natural language processing. Okay. Okay. So we we've seen this already. Uh, so you go back years, and and when you talk to Siri or Alexa or whatever, it's processing your uh, your natural language. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so not so well sometimes. But. Yeah. So that so this advancement in natural language uh, processing is an important component. The second important component is what I'll call big data. Okay. Massive amounts of data on the internet mm-hmm. and in digital form in books, whatever. Massive amounts of data. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third thing is is uh, uh, this uh, what what we call neural networks and it is uh, neural networks it really comes out of uh, the study of the human mind mm-hmm. um, and trying to simulate um, how the mind works and it really boils down to uh, pattern matching is is what it boils down to so you're trying to match what humans normally do like for example their fear centers their memory centers the you know the frontal lobes of the brain which are you know, cognition trying to emulate all of those things? It, it's trying to emulate the pattern matching ability of the human mind. So, so here's a way Okay, to so, so you see a pattern 
like for example, and then what happens? Go when when this happens, then this follows, and this is what typically happens. Is that is that kind of where you're going with that? Uh, uh, yes, yes. So so computers are very good at computing, mm-hmm. um, but not so good at pattern matching. And humans are the other way around. We're good at pattern matching and not so good at computing. Okay. okay. So so let me just here's a simple example. All right. Yeah, I, I need one on this one. If, if I show you a picture of my dog. Uh huh. You've never seen my dog. You don't know anything about my dog. Mm-hmm. But if I show you a picture and say, what is that? You say, that's it's a, a dog. dog. Yeah. Right? It's a different dog than you've ever seen before. Right. It is but a I'm dog. But I'm still going to call it a dog. It's a dog. Yes. Right? Um, be- because oh, your brain has pattern matched. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Vis- your, your, your sensory input, your yeah. eyes, have seen that. doesn't have to look exactly like no. it, but it has to have just enough similarities right. where, you, where it figures it out. Okay. So, so if, if you see your friend, and then you don't see them for 10 years, uh-huh. and then you see them again. Yeah. Well, they've aged, but you know who they are. Right. right. You've matched that pattern. Right. But they've changed, and the computer might have right. a, a struggle with that. Right. And the okay. computers typically have had a struggle with that. And okay. so one of the main, the big advancements is pattern matching okay. um, in, in software. And that's what's really driven kind of this convergence of natural language processing, because natural language processing is pattern matching also. Okay. Because I can speak to you with a New England accent. Sure, yeah, I, that makes sense. Or a Southern accent. Right. Or English could be my second language. Right, right, right. And I can still understand. And your it. syntax could be all messed up, but right. they still may be able to figure it out. Right. Yeah, right. this is interesting. Tell you what, let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Investor Coaching Show. I have Dr. Tim Myatt here with me. He is professor of IT and management, chair of the Department of Computer and Information Sciences at Treveca. And he's been so gracious to come on here with me, talk a little bit about something that we don't know a whole lot about, most of us anyway, AI. And we're going to talk a little bit about, more about how this may affect our lives in the future. I think that's going to be really interesting to hear. Is this something to be scared of? Is this something that's an opportunity? How should we look at this? Hey, guys, if you want specific advice for your unique situation, schedule a free 15-minute phone chat with one of our trusted advisors by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. We don't sell any products, and our advisors don't make any commissions, so this isn't a sales call. We have a coaching process that helps you understand investing and relax about money. Don't put blind trust in anyone with your financial assets. We want to partner with you in the process so you know what you're doing and why. We manage assets on a fee-only basis, which means that when you do well, we do well, which aligns our interests with yours from the start. We also bring you into the financial planning process that gives you a clear plan so you can find the freedom to pursue your purpose. All our advisors are degreed planners, too, with years of experience. So schedule a free 15-minute phone call with an advisor by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we're back here. I say we, Paul Winkler, and I'm here with Dr. Timothy Myatt from Treveca University. He's professor of IT and management there and the chair of the Department of Computer and Information Sciences at the university. So who better to talk to us a little bit about AI and what we should know about this? And, you know, we talk about this stuff, and I'm kind of curious about the – what are like their categories of AI and what are they? Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I think we're used to is uh, just that computers uh, can do computational tasks uh, without error 
repetitively, without complaining, and very fast. So it's kind of like the assembly line when it comes to being able to make a car. You know, the idea, you just go, boom, boom, part goes there, part goes there, part goes there. Yeah, so here's a simple example. Now, this is with mental things. Yeah, a simple example. Um, If uh, if a hurricane uh, is brewing in the Atlantic Ocean, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the hurricane center will show us these models, right? Mm-hmm. The, the spaghetti models. Uh, sure. We believe this hurricane is going to be a Category 4, and it's going to hit Myrtle Beach. Right. Right. So that's all done with, with computer algorithms. And, and, and it, there appears to be some intelligence there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's, really, it's really about mathematical modeling these types. So that's one type. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of recognizing tasks or pattern matching is really what the last 10 years has, has, has been really all about. Where the growth has come. That's okay. where the growth has come. Um, for, for example, um, you've, you've seen the where, a Where's Waldo image, right? Yes. A very busy image and some Where's Waldo. Mm-hmm. So uh, computers have now been able to take an image like that mm-hmm. and to parse it and to actually find Waldo. Right? So this, this is a huge Im- uh, difference. Now, in the last segment, we talked about uh, Chat GPT. What most people uh, will use if they go out to their uh, to their site right now is uh, version three of Chat GPT, which is about typing and natural language. Okay. But Chat GPT version four uh, is also about uh, images and video. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for example, um, you can have Chat GPT version four. You can give it a picture of of uh, what's inside your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And just simply ask it to uh, make a dessert recipe based on what I have in my refrigerator. That's insane. Yeah. So you be, gotta be kidding me. Be, be, being able to interpret what's what's in the video, and then the natural language that you've given it to to go out to its huge database and determine a dessert uh, menu that could be used. So that that's an ex- another example of pattern matching uh, that I wanted to bring up. Now, what's the part about having somebody write your term paper for you, and yeah. and, and how the colleges is? Yeah. Is that what you're going to be getting to? Because yeah. I'm kind of curious yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, well, certainly we've talked about it at Treveca. And, uh, I'm sure. I'm and sure how, you have. And how we're going to deal with that. Um, so I, I I hope this fall to be able to talk to my colleagues at at Treveca about what we can do as professors and instructors to uh, either use uh-huh. that to our advantage or to be able to recognize it when it's, uh, when it's being used for cheating or academic What do you design. think they're going to do? Do you have any ideas or what's the, what are the thoughts or you, you can't say yet? Well, there, there's a lot of talk uh, uh-huh. in, in higher ed about what are we going to do about this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's a lot. Uh, some, you know, one- because I can, I can certainly see, you know, when I was going through the master's program there, how it would have been beneficial. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, I, I wouldn't have learned nearly as much if I didn't struggle through the process right. of writing the paper. But I can see where a lot of people go. I just want the degree. Yeah. I just want the piece of paper. And so that's all there is. So to one, it. one approach, and I'm not necessarily advocating this because I haven't thought it all through. Okay. But one approach I've read is to, is to give the students an assignment. Um, have chat GPT write this paper. Mm-hmm. And then your job is to check it for factual <laughs> accuracy, c- 
critique it <laughs> and and write a rebuttal or a response to uh, to chat. I think that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Isn't I it? think that's brilliant. Just simply because you yeah. look at that and go, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" Yeah. And, and what I love about that is when we are presented with a problem as humans, we are pretty doggone creative. Coming up with ways around the problem, around yeah. and I love that. That's yeah, that's really yeah, really yeah. good. So, so two other categories of of AI. Uh, one is reasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is harder. We're okay. not there yet. This is like strategic planning, right? This, okay. this, this is a harder problem. Reasoning. Well, this is typically what we get as we get older because we've had experiences throughout life where we've made mistakes and then we've learned from them, and that's typically what we see as we get older is yeah. that we tend to. You know, develop those reasoning right. skills, and we're better right. better solving those problems exactly. as we're older. Yeah, and then the final category is sometimes it's called sentience. That is being conscious, being mm-hmm. able to feel, be, to have emotions, um, and that is way out there, if at all. So, is that even something that might be we even want, or that, yeah, that's just well, a little bit weird? Yeah, of course, the the ethicists are all over that. Uh, you know, is is that even if it's possible, is that what we want? Yeah. Yeah. Do do we want to be able to fall in love with a machine, for example? Do, do we even want that? Uh, but but that's way out there. But, that gets but, weird. But, but I think in 2023, that second category, pattern recognition, is yeah. really what we're seeing explode at, at this point. So, so Gartner uh, Consulting Group uh, has something they call the hype curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, which basically says a new technology comes out, there's a peak of inflated expectations, and then there's a trough of uh, disillusionment. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're at the, right now we're at the peak of, of uh, inflated expectations. But we're, we're soon to enter, oh, this AI is not really going to solve all the problems we thought it was. So that we're, we're going to enter a phase of, of uh, disillusionment. Are they going to figure out that maybe it's not going to end the world and it's not going to turn against us and it's not going to destroy us? Is that yeah. so? I mean, you hear people talk yeah, about yeah. that. So maybe it's just going to be how can we use this uh, yeah. to help humans flourish? Well, I, I like what Elon Musk said. He said, if it gets to be a problem, unplug it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it becomes a problem, unplug it because it relies on electricity and you can just, you know, so I, so I think, and I think he was joking, but he, yeah. I think he was very serious yeah. that, you know, yeah. we are really good at blowing stuff out of proportion in, in you know, as humans, we, we tend to do that. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.